When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the highs and winners, the rankings. Today, we will discuss the best wins, losses, and ties in the college football history of the Michigan Wolverines. This program, whose first season was in 1879, had many great games in their storied history. One, one-sided Rose Bowl that brought a halt to the granddaddy of them all. One, record-setting Rose Bowl win. One, snowball win. One, stunning debut in the 10-year war. One stunning loss to a Division I AA school, one defensive collapse in the Rose Bowl, one victim of an upset that sent shockwaves around the college football landscape, one victim of a last-second field goal, one wild six minutes to secure a stunning loss, one miracle in the big house, one loss to a bitter rival that pitted number one versus number two, one tie that stands alone in the annals of college football history, one scoreless tie among brothers-in-laws, and one stunning, heartbreaking tie to derail a Rose Bowl birth. Most stunning win. This is a difficult decision, but I have to give it to Michigan 49, Stanford 0, January 1st, 1902, the first Rose Bowl. In front of 8,500, in a game called the Tournament East-West Football Game, a 3-1-2 Stanford team faced a 10-0 Michigan team, coached by the legend Fielding Yost. Fielding Yost's point-a-minute Wolverines had outscored their opponents 550-0 that season. This game looked different than the games played today. The field was 110 yards long. There were no quarters, just two 35-minute halves. Teams were given three downs to make five yards. The forward pass, it was not legal. And touchdowns and field goals were each worth five points. At halftime, Michigan led 17 to nothing. And in the second half, Michigan's point-a-minute offense used a three-pronged rushing attack that ran at will. The players of the game were Michigan's Neil Snow, who scored five touchdowns. It was such a one-sided affair that they decided not to play the Rose Bowl anymore, and not until 1916, remember this game was in 1902, did the Rose Bowl resume. But attention must be paid to three other games, Michigan 49, USC 0, January 1st, 1947, the Rose Bowl. Michigan entered the game 9-0, number two in the nation, and faced a 7-1-1 USC team in the Rose Bowl. The Wolverines' 49-0 shutout victory was the worst defeat in Trojan football history. Michigan set nine Rose Bowl records, including nearly 500 yards in total offense. Michigan was voted number one after the game to earn the national championship. There was Michigan 9, Ohio State 3, November 25th, 1950, the Snow Bowl. Number eight, Ohio State enters the game 6-2, and two, and Michigan entered the game 5-3-1. and one. Under whiteout conditions with five inches of snow blanketing the field and the worst blizzard in 37 years in Columbus, Michigan defeated Ohio State. Strangely enough, the Buckeyes did not allow the Wolverines to make a first down, and no team had ever lost a game after not allowing a single first down. The Buckeyes also had a record four block punts in the game. The Wolverines scored a field goal following a block punt, and then with 47 seconds remaining in the first half, the Wolverines fell on the ball in the end zone after another block punt. There was Michigan 24, Ohio State 12, November 22nd, 1969. This was the debut of the 10-year war. Bo Schembechler, in his first year at Michigan, certainly made the most of the debut in the rivalry, as his number 12 Wolverines ended the game 7-2. and two. Number one, Woody Hayes' Buckeyes entered the game 8-0, undefeated, and with the defending national championships. On a 22-game winning streak, 
and had beaten the Wolverines 50 to 14 the year before. Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, that is, was supposedly going to win handedly. The score was 24 to 12 at halftime. Then both defenses locked down and the second half was scoreless to secure the stunning upset win for the Wolverines and begin the debut of the 10-year war. Most stunning loss. You're kidding, right? This category is not up for debate. Appalachian State 34, Michigan 32, September 1st, 2007. Considered by many to be the mother of all upsets, Appalachian State upset powerful Michigan in the big house as safety Corey Lynch blocks a field goal on the last play of the game. But I'm getting ahead of myself. See, on the opening day of the season in 2007, at the big house in Ann Arbor, in front of over 109,000 fans in attendance, in a game that was seen as such a mismatch that the Las Vegas sportsbooks refused to offer a betting line, Division I AA Appalachian State, and the realization that no one AA school had ever defeated a ranked 1A team faced number five historic power Michigan with their three Heisman Trophy candidates. Appalachian State three-time watched Michigan take the lead, and they came back. Late in the fourth quarter, for the third time, Michigan was up 33-31, to 31, but Appalachian State, with no timeouts, drove 69 yards and kicked a field goal to take the lead. But on the ensuing drive, the Wolverines drove down, lined up for the game-winning field goal on the last play of the game with six seconds remaining. That is when Corey Lynch blocked the field goal on the last play of the game to secure what was to become the first Division I AA team to ever beat a ranked A team to complete what may have been the greatest upset in the history of college football. But attention must be paid to six other games. Stanford 13, Michigan 12, January 1st, 1972. Number 16, Stanford entered the Rose Bowl 8-3 and, and faced an undefeated number four Michigan team 11-0, a team that led the nation in scoring defense five points per game. The Wolverines rushed 74 times and led 10-3 in the fourth quarter, but Stanford rallied back to win the game on a 31-yard field goal with 12 seconds remaining on the clock to secure the stunning upset. There was Purdue 16, Michigan 14, November 6, 1976. Purdue entered the game three and five. And the two games leading up to this one, the Boilermakers had soundly defeated Ohio State 24 to three, and then Michigan State 45 to 13. Michigan was 8 0, number one in the nation, and had scored their opponents 352 to 58. Playing at home in front of over 57,000 fans, 12,000 short of capacity, Purdue built a 13 to seven lead at halftime. The halftime score sent alarms throughout the college football landscape. And as the game was not televised on campus, students filled the stadium for the start of the third quarter to see if the upset was really going to occur. Now, the capacity crowd watched the third quarter unfold in a stunned disbelief. As on the opening drive of the second half, the Wolverines drove downfield, but the Boilermakers put together a goal line stand, and this raised the level of shockwaves across the nation. At the game's end, a missed field goal by the Wolverines sent thousands of fans storming onto the field. There was Iowa 12, Michigan 10, October 19, 1985. It was the game of the year. Number one, Iowa entered the game 5-0. Number two, Michigan was 5-0 and had not allowed a running back to gain over 100 yards all season. Playing at Kinnick Stadium under the lights, Iowa's halfback Ronnie Harmon rushed for over 100 yards and the Hawkeyes kicked four field goals, the last with two seconds on the clock as number one Iowa defeated number two Michigan on Rob Hatlin's 29-yard field goal as time expired. And as you would expect, the Iowa fans stormed the field, and the jubilant announcer yelled, it's good, it's good, it's good. The Hawkeyes win, the Hawkeyes win, the Hawkeyes win. There was Michigan State 28, Michigan 27, October 13, 1990. Number one, Michigan entered the game 3-1. and one. Michigan State entered the game 1-2-1. and one. In the last six minutes and three seconds, the teams put up four touchdowns. This is what unfolded in the final minutes. Now follow this. 
Michigan State scored on a 26-yard touchdown run by Highland Hickson to give the Spartans a 21-14 lead. On ensuing kickoff, Desmond Howard took it to the house to tie the game 21-21. Back to a tie game, Spartan Tico Duckett scored a nine-yard touchdown run to put Michigan State up 28-21 with 159 remaining. And with six seconds left, Michigan quarterback Elvis Grayback threw a seven-yard touchdown pass to Derek Alexander, but the Wolverines' two-point conversion failed and the Spartans' improbable upset was secured. There was Colorado 17, Michigan 16, September 24, 1994. It was coined the miracle at the big house. In the big house, in front of over 106,000 fans, number four Michigan enters the game 2-0 and number seven Colorado was 2-0. Michigan led 26-21 with six seconds remaining. Colorado had the ball on its own 34-yard line, 64 yards from the end zone. Colorado quarterback Cordell Stewart dropped back and threw 73 yards into the win. Michael Westbrook caught the Hail Mary pass in the end zone, stunning the Ann Arbor fans on the final play of the game. A play coach Bill McCartney called rocket left. Players to this day said Cordell Stewart could throw 85 yards on his knees. And then there was Ohio State 42, Michigan 39, November 18, 2006. Over 105,000 fans packed Ohio Stadium in Columbus for that day in the most highly anticipated game in the rivalry. Number one, Ohio State, 11-0 versus number two, Michigan, 11-0. The height had been building all season and reached a fever pitch by week eight when it was to become clear that the two best teams in the country was Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State gave up a touchdown in the first three minutes of the game and fell behind 7-0. But by six minutes left in the second quarter, they were up 21-7 and never relinquished the lead. With just over two minutes left in the game, the Wolverines cut it to three, but could not recover the ensuing onside kick. The win propelled the Buckeyes into the BCS national title game. Now on to most stunning ties, and this is a difficult choice. We give our nod to Minnesota 6, Michigan 6, October 31st, 1903. Oh, what a game. Minnesota entered the game 10-0, had shut out nine of the 10 teams they faced, and would go on to finish the 1903 season and the subsequent 1904 season undefeated, except for this lone tie. That's a 27-0-1 record. Michigan entered the game 7-0 and would go on to finish a run from 1901 to the last game of 1905 undefeated, going 55-0-1. Again, this was a lone tie. It pitted coaching legends, Minnesota's Henry L. Williams and Michigan's Fielding Yost. Back then, touchdowns were worth five points. Michigan went up 6-0, but the Gophers tied the game at six in the closing moments of the game. This lone tie among the heavyweights of college football stands alone in the annals of college football as one of the greatest ties in history. But attention must be paid to two other memorable ties. Vanderbilt 0, Michigan 0, October 14, 1922. Coach McGugan's 1922 Vanderbilt team entered the game 2-0, and Michigan was 1-0, was coached by McGugan's brother-in-law, the legendary coach Fielding Yost. This scoreless tie would prove to be the only blemish on either team's schedule that season, as Vanderbilt would go on to finish 8-0-1. Michigan would finish the 6-0-1, playing at home, this game was a spectacle. Students, alumni, even politicians attended the inaugural game of Dudley Stadium, the largest stadium dedicated to football in the South. In the first half, a 20-yard punt gave Michigan great field position. The Wolverines drove to the two-yard line where they faced fourth and goal. They lined up for what appeared to be an apparent field goal, but faked it and was stopped at the one-yard line. Both defense stood firm in the second half to secure the stunning scoreless tie. And finally, there was Michigan 10, Ohio State 10, November 24th, 1973. This was the game where the 73 Wolverines lose the Rose Bowl vote. Number four, Michigan entered the game 10-0 and had the second best scoring defense, allowing six points per game. Number one, Ohio State entered the game 10-0 and had the best scoring defense, allowing 5.8 points per game. Playing at the big house, this game proved to be a classic. 
Michigan missed a pair of field goals in the final 110 of the game and settled for a 10 to 10 tie, despite what many observers felt was a dominating performance. The next day, the athletic directors of the Big Ten voted Ohio State into the Rose Bowl game. It was felt that Dennis Franklin, the Michigan Wolverine quarterback who broke his collarbone, may have swung the tide of the vote because Ohio State was thought to have a better chance of representing the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.